You're listening to episode number 17 of the Unraveled Mama podcast, and I'm your host, Krista Moreland. Hey, Mama. You and I both know losing weight and living a healthy life is about the food, but it's not really about the food. We've been conditioned from a young age to conform into these tightly wound up balls of untruths, processes, and ideals that are not our own and don't serve us leaving behind a tornadic path of shame, guilt, regret, and unfortunately, unwanted weight gain. Mama, we are straight up stuck in this mess and we have lost our way to happy and healthy. Over the last six years, I have worked with hundreds of mamas and nothing has become more clear to me. We must unravel what we think we know and push past these false teachings and empower ourselves to make choices that serve us and lead us to the life we want to live. Mama, unraveling can get a little messy at times, but we're mamas and getting dirty is a part of the gig. Here we go. Oh, mamas, do I have a treat for you today. We are going to be talking to my dear friend, Angie May, who is an Enneagram specialist and just an incredible human being. Honestly, some of the deepest and most honest conversations that I've ever had in my life, one of the hardest conversations I've ever had in my life, I have had with Miss Angie May. You guys, you are in for the biggest treat ever. She is so insightful, compassionate, loving, understanding, and really allows you to look inward without judgment. If you don't know anything about the Enneagram, Angie is going to absolutely educate you on this in just a short amount of time. But I want to share with you guys a personal experience with the Enneagram, who was actually introduced to me. The Enneagram was introduced to me by Angie. I don't know if you guys know much about me on the uh, personal side or how much I've shared or how much you've been able to extract from all of the things that I share, but I am a highly driven person. I am super, super self-motivated. I am a former two-sport college athlete. Everything that I do, I do wholeheartedly at full force and I really dig in and dive in. I rarely, rarely, rarely do anything halfway. And one of the other things that I've always noticed about myself is that when I see something wrong, when I see uh, somebody mistreating somebody else, when I feel like I've been mistreated, when I feel um, just wronged, in any situation for myself or other people, I have this intense urge to speak up and do something about it. And it can be something super, super silly, right? Like (laughs) not too long ago, I was at my son's baseball game and I saw this older sister really being mean to her younger brother. And she was kind of beating him up a little bit, like whopping him on the head a little too hard, I felt like. And, you know, just kind of being really rough with him. And I saw their parents not too far away, but they weren't doing anything about it. And I walked up to the kids and I was like, excuse me, do we really need to be treating each other like that? I don't think it's okay for you to be hitting your butt. Like I stepped in, I didn't even think about it. You guys, I just, I could not sit back and I could not watch it and I could not, not say something about it. And that's something that I've always really resented about myself. Uh, I've gotten myself into a lot of situations. I have lost a lot of friends. I have ruined a lot of relationships and friendships because somebody else feels wronged. They come to me and I stick up for them. 
And I really, really disliked this piece of me for a really long time. I would tell myself things like, why can't you just be quiet? Why can't you let them fight their own battles? Why do you have to be the one that says something? Why do you have to be the one that steps up and gets in the middle of it? And I really disliked this piece of myself for a very long time. And, you know, fast forward 37 years, 36 years later, I run into the Enneagram as it was introduced to me by Angie, and I really start to understand myself on a deeper level, what my motivations are, what my core beliefs are, who I am in this skin and in this brain. And I just can't even tell you how much freedom I felt after truly learning and understanding who I am. This urge to stick up for other people, this urge to say something when I feel like something is wrong is innately who I am and who I was created to be. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a right and a wrong way to use this superpower, right? There's a right and a wrong way to approach all kinds of things, even if we mean well by them, right? And so in the last two or three years, I've had to learn how to master myself and how to live in my genius and how to live in peace and harmony with my strengths and not let, you know, my my negative side, my unhealthy side take over. So there is a fine balance and a fine tune between the two worlds, right? And in order to live in harmony and in peace and in self-love and understanding. But what I want to share with you is that the Enneagram opened up my eyes to a completely different world. And I hope that if you don't know what the Enneagram is, that my conversation with Angie will make you curious, will get you excited, and will open up your eyes to really uh, being hungry and thirsty to understand who you are at your center, who you are at your core, and who you were created to be. So without further ado, let's hop on into my conversation with Miss Angie May. I am so excited for what you guys are about to indulge in. I am really stoked and excited to introduce you to my dear friend, Angie May. Hey, Angie, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing super, super well. Before we dive into the topic that we're going to chat about today, I want to give you a quick introduction. And if I miss anything, I want you to add to it because listen, girlfriend, I was, uh, I was stalking your uh, website. I was looking at your Instagram. I'm like, man, this woman does a lot of things, (laughs) which is awesome. It's so exciting. So you guys, this is Angie. She has her master's degree in Christian counseling and substance abuse and addictive disorders. She's an Enneagram coach. She has an incredible 90 day planner out to help you with all things, um, positive thinking, meal planning, getting your doctor's appointments plugged in and figured out. Um, She travels around and speaks and helps each person discover their best self to become self-aware and build stronger personal and professional relationships. Angie, that is such like an empowering uh, list of things that you do. Thank you so much for showing up and pouring into women and other people to help them find uh, who they are in that self-awareness. It's it's super fun. Yeah. It's good times. Yeah. And you're so, so good at it. I know you and I, we go way, way back. We've had a lot of um, really in-depth discussions. And what I would really love to chat about today, because um, the Enneagram is so fascinating. And this is something that you are really, really good at. And you were actually the first person who introduced the Enneagram to me. And it was really one of those moments in our discussion and our talk about it, where I truly, I think for the first time, understood who I was 
at my core beliefs and my core system. And it gave me this intense amount of gratitude and love and compassion and appreciation for who I truly was. Some of the things that I kind of looked at myself um, in the past and was like, oh, I wish I wasn't, I wish I didn't, I wish I wouldn't. I was like, oh, that's why those things. And I had an appreciation for them, right? Yeah, for sure. So today we're going to be talking about the Enneagram and then the stress right now that we're all, un I mean, gosh, 2020. <laughs> It will go down in history. We've lived in the stress place for the last year. Yes. So we've had, you know, the what 2020 has been the last eight months. And that's been an insane amount of stress. And now we're going into the holidays, which even good stress is stress. Yeah. And we're going into another stressful season. And so I'm so stoked that you are here to pour into us to tell us, you know, when each number is under stress, kind of what their default in the negative is, and then how we can reframe and redirect and put ourselves in a good space. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right, girl. All you then. I'm ready. Well, you know, let me just start by saying I've always been the holiday Christmas girl. Like, I love, love, I decorate for Christmas on November 1st. So, and I always have. And so for me, when I begin to meet people that the holidays just weren't their jam like it was mind-blowing to me like I literally lived out it's the most wonderful time of year <laughs> thinking that everybody else did too and so this reality check for me that it really isn't the most wonderful time for everybody yeah. and that can be trauma um, and I work a lot with that in being a counselor, but it can just simply be the way that you respond to stressful seasons. It just doesn't feel like the most wonderful time of year. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, so I want to kind of share with everybody where your number goes in stress. So in the Enneagram talk, we say that these are your lines and arrows. Okay. So if I'm a one, which we'll start with one, the moral perfectionist, if I'm a one, my number looks like another number or the unhealthy parts of another number in my stress. Okay. Before we even like get into that, one thing I want to challenge your women with is this question. And this is a powerful question for everybody because what you said before we even got started is that the Enneagram almost gave you a freedom to live out the parts of you that for a long time you felt like were not okay. Yeah. And I get that all the time. And one of the questions that I challenge my people with when I train or when I'm working one-on-one -on -one is, do you remember who you were before the world told you who you should be? Oh, and so that's going to make me cry. <laughs> yeah, right? me for a long time. And I was like, why is this hitting so many heartstrings for me? And it was because I had learned to adapt. Mm -hmm. I had learned to, um, I had learned to adapt to what people said I should be instead of who I authentically was. Mm -hmm. Now, our personality doesn't give us a, a green light to be however we are. Oh, that's just my personality. We right. want to be the best parts of ourselves, which under stress, 
we not we aren't always right yes so looking at the enneagram so looking at the one the moral perfectionist we know that they look like an unhealthy four okay in their stress so they're going to be become very indignant that their needs aren't being met so what this might look like in the holiday season is they have an expectation and that expectation is just not going as planned. And so they almost become very depressed and in their emotions. So this is a place where we want to really become aware of when we're responding in this way. And so the, the turn for, for the one is going to be, um, tapping into the more lighthearted side of ourselves because in growth, a one goes to the high side or the healthy side of a seven. Mm -hmm. And so where they can have fun, they can lighten up. They're not as judgmental. And so becoming aware of when their critical spirit really sets in, in this time of year and trying to implement some more fun, lighthearted, less stressful, less stress activities into, into their, into their season is going to be, really good for them. That's awesome. And so would that be something like, um, intentionally not lowering your expectations, but maybe trying to just say, I have no expectation on this cookie decorating hour I'm going to have with my kids. Absolutely. And I struggle with this because I can go to a one as a four. And so I can struggle with that very black and white. This is what it should look like. I love the quote that says, stop making, stop allowing your expectations to hurt your feelings. Yeah, totally. Right? This is not so true. Yes. And so okay. ones have an idea of what things should look like. And when they go to that stressful space of getting into their emotions and almost a, a depressive state when their expectations aren't being met, then they they can dig their they can dig themselves deeper into that hole. So yes, lowering their expectations or engaging in things that they don't have to plan, that they don't have, that they're, they're kind of hands off because if their hands are on, then they're going to want to control it. Oh, that's so good. So good. So for our ones out there, maybe instead of hosting the party and planning all the things, maybe you just go to the party. Yes. (laughs) Right. I love that. That's such an easy, that's an easy way to like, okay, this could bring me more joy. Instead, I didn't have the pumpkin carving party and the Friendsgiving and host the Christmas party. I'm just going to show up to one of them. I love that. That's so good. Yes. So for our helper, the two, which they are very hands-on when they enter a stressful season um, or stressful moment, maybe shouldn't go Black Friday shopping um, (laughs) kind of thing is they, they look like an unhealthy eight, which is the challenger. So they can become very, very tunnel vision. They can become a bulldozer. They can blame, they can make demands on people, which at the holiday season, that's easy to do. And then we end up pushing our family away. We end up putting roadblocks with relationships. And that's when relationships become really, really tense at times. So learning to relax and maybe not 
feeling like you're the one that always has to host, that you're always the one that has to be the helper, always the one that has to come to the rescue mm -hmm. is going to take less, or is going to take some of the pressure off of you and allow you to enjoy the holidays a little bit more. Because once you reach that stress space of an unhealthy eight, you are in your bulldoze mode. Yeah. Oh, I know what that's like. <laughs> we don't want to bulldoze our relationships, yeah. especially when it comes to the holiday season. Because us moms, I'm sure I'm talking to a lot of moms yep. out there. All mamas. We want to create. One of the things that I truly appreciate about how I was raised and why I love Christmas so much is because my parents intentionally made it wonderful. Yes, absolutely. Regardless of what we could afford, regardless absolutely. of what you know, it looked like for them, they made it wonderful for us. And yeah. so make it wonderful for your kids. And it doesn't have to be elaborate and extravagant. That's so good. And so as you were saying that, I believe that I'm an eight. I've never been typed before. I mean, you and I have had lots of discussions, yeah. like that, but we never sat down and had like a true session. But I can relate a lot to what an eight is. And my 11 year old is without a doubt a two like she is a two and when you said that she becomes demanding and very like that is her default when she feels stressed out and overwhelmed it is volatile and it is demanding and it is loud and i know that when i am <laughs> in an unhealthy eight that is a lot of my characteristics as well, right? And yes. so it's fascinating because I can have an understanding instead of being frustrated with her back, I can understand she's showing me that she's stressed right now. So moms, it's our job to redirect. It is our job to redirect. I have an eight, my son is an eight and I had to redirect this week um, in, in a few things. And so it is our job. I say, I say, I tell moms all the time, you are in the business of pulling your kids into a relationship with you or pushing them away. Yeah. There's no in between. Oh, good. Yeah. That's so, so true. It is our job to redirect, but Hey, listen, moms, if we don't know how to redirect ourselves, we're not going to know how to redirect our, our kids. Absolutely. And so the piece to every number is going to be self-awareness. Absolutely. Are you keenly aware of when these qualities start to sneak up on you? So good. Right. Because we can't teach what we don't know. We can't redirect right. what we don't understand. Right. Yeah. And Absolutely. so there has to be that awareness and, and not even just self-awareness, but of course it starts with self-awareness, but we have to also be aware of how other people are not like us. Like when you said, uh, it dawned on me that not everybody loves Christmas the way I do. And and for me, I was like, oh my gosh, I've never even had that thought before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Amazing, amazing. And so for our threes, there are achievers. They are very, very concerned with image. And so they are going to go to a nine in stress. So when they feel like they are not going to be able to put on the image or set forth what they think all of holidays should look like or the achievement mode of what it all should look like, then they start to shut down. Okay. So the awareness piece for them is that this is drastically different from their core personality. So honestly, it really is easy to spot this in a three um, because it goes so far 
to the other side of the spectrum than what they are normally like, um, but they will neglect responsibility. They will numb out. And this is a time of year where we see that happen a lot. And so it's just, it's, it's showing up and being present and knowing that that really is enough, especially if you're a mom out there that's a three. So good. You have kids. Listen, show up and be present and understand that for your kids and probably your husband, that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Wrapping your, your mind around the hair doesn't have to be done. The make the outfits don't have to match. The dinner doesn't have to be, you know, perfectly plated with chargers underneath it. Literally dinner on the table, <laughs> crazy bedhead. Yeah just being together is a lot of times all of the, all that our family wants anyways. Um, and I love that. So just having that in the back of your head, if you're a three is just show up, you know, good showing up is good enough. And that's good for me. Right. I love that. That's so good. Absolutely. Showing up and, and being present for all, for a lot of these numbers is going to be a really, a really big, important thing, especially this time of year for young moms, for, you know, your, the, the women that you're really working with and speaking life and truth into this really is the place that they need to wrap their brain around. Like, how do I show up for my kid? How do I show up when it comes to my personality type? What does that look like? So keeping that on the forefront of your brain of this is what showing up for me looks like. And I'm going to keep showing up instead of defaulting to my stress. Oh, I love that. That's so good. That's so good. I mean, if we just have that, that foundation in our head, uh, show up, and whatever that looks like for your number, it's good enough, right? Yeah. And because I do think you're right, we when we hit that when we hit that stress level, it's it's so easy to forget that it can be so simple, right? It can be such a simple thought, um, and I love that. That's so good, Angie. Yes. So for a four, the individualist, those of us who are highly emotionally turbulent. <laughs> who would that be, Angie? <laughs> no idea. I don't know a four. I don't live inside of a four's body at all. <laughs> Here I am. I love it when I go to trainings and literally we think that fours are like the least amount on the of people out there. And I'm like, awesome. I mean, I don't know if that should make me feel good because I want to feel unique or if that makes me feel bad because we're so emotionally turbulent that nobody wants to be around us when we're strapped. <laughs> Nonetheless, <laughs> I, I get to talking to my groups and, and my training and I'm like, do I have any fours in here? Almost like begging for there to be a four. <laughs> but anyways, but a four goes to a two in stress where they become overly involved. And so when, and I, I can feel myself doing this. Um, I by no means have this all together. I by no means have, you know, figured all this out and I still get in my spaces. In fact, just to be quite transparent, I've been in this space. I feel like I was telling you like literally in the last 48 to 
48 hours, I feel like I'm coming out of it. Yeah. But I know myself so well to know when I get into those dark spaces of a four and when I try to overly involve myself to try to self get myself out of it and it digs me deeper. Yeah. What amazing self-awareness, right? Self-awareness, you guys, is I've started doing so much more trainings like companies and churches asking me to incorporate EQ, emotional intelligence, into my trainings, which I have into my trainings with the Enneagram because it all goes hand in hand because you can know these things in your head about all the things about your personality, but if you are not aware of them when they happen, Mm -hmm. then the growth cannot happen. Yeah. Wow. That's, and that's so true. I mean, if you, so if you're a four, and you're trying to self-medicate by being overly involved. And that self-medication just makes you sicker and sicker. And you don't understand that about yourself. You're literally poisoning yourself day in and day out, trying to get yourself out of the funk that you're in. Because in my mind, I'm going, but I'm helping. I'm doing things for other people. They say the easiest way to get out of depression is to serve other people. And True to some degree, it takes the focus off yourself. But when I know that's my stress point and I need to get back to a healthy space, I need to get to a space where I'm thinking more clearly. I'm being more logical. I'm getting out of my emotional brain into my logical brain. And I'm thinking about things in more of a black and white perspective where I have to get back to that space. And that's what I've literally, that's, I, I journal every day. I, I've been doing it um, to get myself out of this, to, to wake up every morning, acknowledge my emotion and going, okay, what do I want to do with this? If it's not serving me in a positive way. I love it. So good. I mean, if you, if we can't do that at bare minimum for ourselves, right? Because here's the thing on the other side of this camera are going to be a lot of moms. And these moms feel like I don't have enough time. Everybody else's demands are more important. I got this schedule, this checklist, this to-do list, and all these things that we think are so, so important. And if we can't give ourselves at minimum, the time to check in, evaluate where we are and set ourselves up for success moment one in the day, or even if we are too frazzled at moment one, but to realize that lunchtime or, you know, dinner time to be able to check in and say, whoa, what's going on here? We're just doing ourselves a disservice. We're not, we're not feeding our own selves the way that, that we need to. We're not nurturing ourselves the way that we nurture everybody else in our world. I love that. It's such a, it's such a good point that you bring up that, you know, identifying that and being aware of that is everything. Everything. Yeah. So our fives are our intellectual, our intellectual um, thinkers. And so they are very much cerebral. So where our fours are stay in the emotional part of the brain, our fives really do stay in the thinking part of their brain, the logical part of their brain. But in their stress, they go to a seven actually. So they're gonna become more um, hyperactive. They're gonna try to stay busy so they don't have to think about the stress that's going on. And while that can serve them for a minute, it can become very destructive, which if we know much about the sevens, they're very impulsive. They're very, they make rash decisions. And when a five does that, and then they come back to reality, they have an emotional, 
an, an emotional span of things to deal with that they wouldn't have otherwise if they had just stepped back from the beginning. Yeah. And so it's really important for fives to do that. However, we want, as a five, we want to be able to connect emotionally. Okay. And so a five for them, their growth space is being able to connect emotionally because they don't. Okay. They rarely, rarely connect emotionally. So this time of year, I always encourage my fives, find something that you can connect emotionally with your kids or your spouse. Figure out just one area, because if you give them too much to connect emotionally, they'll shut down. Right, right. Um, but, but find just one area that you can connect emotionally with your kids, or maybe it's playing a basketball game. Maybe it's playing Candyland or a, bo a board game that you can laugh and have fun and, or, you know, with your spouse, maybe it's intimacy there or, or whatever it is that you wouldn't normally do that. It's taking yourself out of your comfort zone, but it allows you to, to really turn that corner um, and live in a more growth mindset, mi mindset this time of year. That's so good. And, well, and at their, yeah, totally. And at their core, that's what they want is that connection and bringing that awareness to it is, is amazing. And also too, I know for me, um, when I want to be intentional about something like that, for me, it doesn't come like, I don't think about that all the time, like connecting. I, I almost feel like, of course, my kids know I love them. I run them here. I run them there. I buy them this. I take them that. And in my mind, to me, it's like, how would you, how would you not feel connected to me? Look at all the things I do for you. Right. But I know that of course that is not how kids connect. I have to intentionally set an alarm on my phone for different days of the week to like, Hey, make that connection with Emily, yeah. make that connection with Kylie. Well, and, and, and side note, when we're talking about parenting is understanding that your kids are going to connect to you differently. Yeah. Doing something fun with my, my, with my oldest, who is a seven, that's connection mm -hmm. because he doesn't connect to me sitting down and having a serious conversation, even right. though to me, like that is like connection, having yeah. deep conversations. He's like, mom, you're killing me right now. <laughs> you're, why are you asking me these questions? Right? I don't want to talk about so it. Just understanding how they connect and how they feel close to you is really important yep. um, for that relationship. And yeah. your spouse too. Like, let's not forget. Like, that <laughs> let's is not forget them. <laughs> you're absolutely right. If I want to connect with my 11-year-old, who I believe is the helper, um, having a heart to heart and one-on-one, -on -one. she wants nobody else around. She wants my undivided attention. Yes. Undivided. Like she doesn't want her dad around. She doesn't want her Grammy around. She wants me and just me, but yep. with my son, and I'm, I'm not sure quite what number he is. I have a feeling, I have a feeling he's a seven, but I'm not sure he wants, um, he wants like, let's go buy something. Let's go do something. Let's go be out it, hiking in the woods or doing something adventurous. Yep. he doesn't want to have a heart to heart with me and he doesn't care if his siblings are around he doesn't care if there's a whole crew with us he just wants us to be doing it together well and that's like Grayson is we'll say let's let's go you know Trent will say here buddy let's go get Chinese food and he's like can Hudson come yeah and exactly like, yeah. like we're trying to have like one-on-one -on -one time with you and you want your <laughs> friend to come with us and it's just who he is yeah. and we can't blame him for that yeah um so they're just so good. 
so good. Neat creatures. We all are. Yes. So our six are loyalists. They are loyal to a default. Um, and they are going to go to the low side of a three where okay. they avoid feeling anxious by staying busy. So this time of year, if they, if this is stressful, if the economy has really impacted them financially, they, you have to know for a six that they are going, how am I going to get pre put presents under the tree and yeah. how are we going to spend this and how are we going to do this and how the, their mind is going 90 miles an hour. So if you have a six in your life that is literally going, 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 going in 40 different directions so that they don't have to think about the hard things, then you can bet they're in their stress mode. Yeah, yeah. So the thing that I tell my sixes all the time is, listen, you can't control everything, but you can control some things. Yeah. So let's focus on what we can control. You might not be able to put $200 worth of presents under the tree, but you can put how much under the tree. Yeah, right. So good. Or can you give your kids an experience that maybe... Yeah is is even better than the presence under the tree like what can we control in this situation oh that's so, so good that is so helpful i talked to one of my sixes um just today um and and she was like it has been a game changer for me to be able to focus in on what i can control because that makes me feel productive it makes me feel like i'm doing something for myself my yeah. family my kids confidence right that's where our confidence comes from controlling yeah. the controllables there's then we are always empowered. something that you can that you can tackle yeah always something that you can tackle so good i love that that's such a great strategy like to and what i love that you're doing angie is for every stress that we feel there's one focal point that we can have for each number and so i hope that whoever is watching this on the other side you can see that wherever I fall on the Enneagram, there is, there is an action I can take to pull myself out of that yeah. freak out stress mode. Right. Yeah. And, and have people in your life. My husband is so good. I'm very, very blessed. I know you are very blessed to have, and I have a, I have a spiritual mentor that literally I can call at any time. I called her this week and I was yeah. like, I need to know what you're seeing in me right now. I, I, spouted off all these things. She's pretty, she knows the Enneagram pretty well. And I spouted off all these things and she's like, okay, here's where you're at. Yeah. 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 I'm going to tell you the things I'm seeing here. And I'm like, you're right. Yeah. And so gosh, having those people, they don't have to know the Enneagram, but share with them your weaknesses, share with them the things, your blind spots so that you can have that person that you go to in those times of going, okay, what are you seeing right now? Yeah. So good. So good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So our sevens are probably in, in stress mode. They go to a one where they become very indignant on and judgmental on right and wrong. The problem in this season is they don't really want to um, live in a stressful space. So they will escape through all the fun things. So if we have a budget of $200 because the economy's hit, well, you know what, I'm going to just give my kids the Christmas they want. And we're going to put $500 on the credit card and we'll <laughs> yeah. it off later. So that's the mentality that they get into. So we want to we want to become a little bit more grounded, a little bit more self-aware of what is 
realistic and what is not realistic. What mm. reality am I trying to create in my head and what is actually reality? Yeah. Yeah. And so would you recommend sitting down and, and actually journaling that out and saying, this is my vision. This is my reality and having that honest conversation with yourself. Absolutely. Okay. And once again, even maybe doing that with somebody else, like, Hey, this is what, this is my expectation. This asset, like, is this realistic? You know, me, you know, my family, you know, our, you know, our finances right now, or, you know, that, you know, uh, you know, the stress we have with family coming in, is this unrealistic? Because we often can't see what's sure. realistic and what's unrealistic. And so we need the other eyes. We need yeah. the other lenses, which is what we call the different numbers. Yeah. We need the other lenses and perspectives in our life. Absolutely. I love that. I love finding somebody who you trust, who yes. knows enough about you. And I was actually just talking about this on, on my podcast. It's coming out um, this Wednesday before Thanksgiving is when we reach out for, um, some advice, we want to be selective on who we pick. Like sure. if our mom is a negative Nancy always, and our aunt Carol is always flustered and irritated and annoyed. Like those are probably not the people I'm going to go to and ask for some direction because they're in a space themselves. Right. And sure. so it's really important that when we reach out and ask for that, advice, that inspiration, or an honest conversation that we are seeking out the right people. Otherwise we're going to get, if you go to somebody who's exactly like you and does the things that you do, they're probably going to tell you, yeah, give them the Christmas they want and blow the budget. Who cares? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so we almost, and you know, that's where you and I, I think we're lucky because our husbands are completely opposite of us. So I can go to my husband and say, this is my thought. And he will be very logical and honest with me and be like, half of that, <laughs> half of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and in his head, he's thinking a quarter, but if I say a quarter, she's going to lose it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's, it's important to choose someone. Now everybody goes through their healthy, average, unhealthy spaces in life. Sure. So just because you choose someone doesn't mean they're always going to be in a healthy space yeah. or a healthy place of, in their life. And so, but in choosing that person or a couple people, make sure that they are in a good headspace and that they have this and that they're going in the same direction as you. Mm -hmm. So good. That's really important. Yeah. Um, our eights are our challengers. Now in stress, they go to a five where they become very sensitive. They, they become very fearful. They can withdraw if they become too stressed. Um, and so they, and they really can cut people off pretty easily and not feel bad about it at all. Yeah. Um, and so when you feel like you're losing that connectedness, I, I remember saying before I was introduced to the Enneagram and I, I, I can tap into my five wing, but I don't relate as much to a five, but I can, I can see myself, um, doing this back in, in the earlier parts of our marriage, I would say to my husband, I would say, I just feel like we haven't connected lately. And this yeah. by no means was even even a sexual or intimacy sure. thing it sure. was more of just connecting like yeah. on, on an emotional level and so he's a seven and he goes to a five in in growth actually and so and so knowing that it's really important to to be aware of when you're not connecting so that eight um that has started to cut off yeah. from 
people that are the closest to them, it's a self-awareness piece to go, okay, how have I, how have I do to check in? Yeah. How have, how have I connected with Austin? Yeah. Um, how have I connected with Kylie? How have I connected with Emery? Like, how have I connected with all my kids? Like that is really important to check in or even check in with them. Yeah. No. Like, and honestly, you feel like we've connected this week. No, I really feel like you've kind of been off in your office or whatever. No, no, I think you nailed it. I'll say that all the time, you know, like you're always in your office and I'm like, sheesh, like I need to think and be more aware of if I have a 45 minute slot between clients, like I need to go out there, see if he needs help with his work, yeah. see if, you know, I can do anything for him because that really means a lot to him. Yeah, for sure. So, and I think too big for the eight is, is going, am I, am I connecting? A hundred percent, like a hundred percent. What you just said, as you were saying, it, I'm like, oh my gosh. Right. Because this is where it comes down to setting alarms on my phone because it just, when I, and this is a stressful, I think I live a lot of my life under stress. The only difference now between when I was younger is that I'm aware of it and I have put things in place to help me be better. Like the alarms on my phones and things like that. Right. But once, so my husband, he's really, really big on love. His love language is words of affirmation. Right. I am like, I don't need you to tell me anything. I don't need, like, I don't need you to stroke me at all. Like I'm good. Right. So for me to share that with him, just not a thing that I do. So I set an alarm on my phone and we went on vacation and my alarm went off and the alarm was titled give Austin love. And it goes off and he grabs my phone and he's like, wait, wait, what you've been cheating. And he shows me the phone and I'm like, no, I've been working smarter, <laughs> not harder. Like I know, yeah, I know where I'm not great and I'm helping a sister out. Right. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. And what I love that you just said, Angie was ask them, have I connected with you? Because in my head, I can justify like, dude, I gave her 10 minutes. Like she, we're good. She's good. We're good. And that is not always good for them. Sometimes it is. And sometimes yeah. it isn't. So I love that. Check in with them. Don't just assume that what you're doing is filling them up either. Nope. Cause you know what happens when we assume, <laughs> which is one of the four agreements, which I train on as well, which yeah. don't make assumptions. Don't make assumptions about yourself, but also don't make assumptions about other people. Absolutely. Which is really important. So the nines are our peacemakers and they suppress anyway in their unhealth. So when they have suppressed anything conflictual, so let's say holidays are stressful for them because there's family conflict, mm -hmm. then they're going to suppress that, but then they're going to go to this hyper anxiety space okay. where anxiety is high. They're very hyper vigilant. They're sitting on the edge of their seat. So they're already anticipating the Thanksgiving day, throwing food across the table fight that has not even happened yet. Yes. So they really, I feel sorry for nines because of where they go in stress because it just magnifies the, mm -hmm. the need, the deep-seated need for peace yeah. that they already feel like they don't have. Yeah. And so for them, it's going to be really important to be proactive, to put, to put, things into space, have those hard conversations before the family gets there that they want to avoid because they're a peacemaker. Right. Right. Have the hard conversations of going, 
listen, we want this to be fun. We want this to be a time of being together and peaceful. And if there's anything that you feel like is going to come between that, let us know now so that yeah. we can, we can, you know, put out the fires, but I call that non-conflict resolution. And I work a lot. I, that is not a term. I made it up in my own practice. I like it. But, <laughs> Google it. You won't find it. Yeah. I work a lot with my nines on that practice non-conflict resolution resolve the conflict before it happens yeah. ask somebody hey are you feeling stressed or, or frustrated over anybody in our family before they get to your house so that we're not throwing chicken bones at people yeah you know? so um that is non-conflict resolution is huge when it comes to being proactive of putting some things into place for that peacemaker and i can only imagine that if your core value is peace handling it and knowing that going into a gathering in a situation that the fires have been squashed all is good that that would change your celebration significantly for the better yeah. awkward yeah, conversation for a minute they're going to avoid that conversation because for them, even though they're not dealing with something that hasn't happened or that's a current conflict, they feel like, well, what if I create a conflict or right. what if I, you know, whatever. And you're not, you're just checking in. You're yeah. checking in with everybody. How are you feeling about coming to coming here for the holidays? How are you feeling about going out for, for Black Friday? Is that feel stressful for you? Do we just need to stay home and chill? Whatever, whatever the case may be. But Practice some of that non-conflict resolution. Open up, have conversation. Don't suppress, don't press it down. Yeah, and you know, I think because this year is such a unique year that um, I think we're all tapping into our more stressful side just because, oh, right? Like Thanksgiving and, and depending on where you live, you know, there are rules and laws and, and you know, things that are happening if you have a gathering. And so it's just, we are all living in a high stress um, yeah. situation right now. And I'm, I'm so glad that you were able and that you took the time to hop on with us and to chat with us about, um, you know, what's one thing we can focus on to kind of pull us out of that high stress uh, number and put us back into where we are living in our genius and feeling good about what we've got going on. Angie, this was so, so good, Mama. You are always such a fresh breath, a light. Uh, what you do with women for women and spiritually for other people is just, I just value you so much. I think the world of you and what you're doing is so important for so many people. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. Um, two things before you go. Number one, where can um, our viewers find you? Where can they come and just dive into all your goodies and check you out, get coaching from you if they need coaching from you? Where can they find you? Yeah, so on Facebook, I'm at Kairos Coaching and it's coaching with a K. So it's K-A-I-R-O-S-K-O-A-C-H-I-N-G. On Instagram, it's at Kairos Coaching. Um, and same spelling. And then I have a website, which is www.kairoscoaching.com. And then um, you can email me anytime at Angie at kairoscoaching.com. So amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Angie, thank you so much. Is there any lasting thought that you want to leave with our listeners um, before we go? I think the, the only thing that I would say, I think sometimes we feel like we are, um, we are prison or victim to our stress. And I just 
And I, I lived through enough stress in my life to be able to say this, I do not believe that we have to bow down to our stress. Like we really can be stronger than that. Yeah. We have it in us. It's how we were wired. Everybody's different in how we do that, but we really do not have to succumb to it. And so my encouragement is that you find what it is inside of you that that is your superpower, that, that you really can um, you really can beat the, the, what everybody says that you have to succumb to. Yeah. And so I think we all have it in us and I have no doubt that your women are the same. So, oh, so good. So good. Angie, thank you so much for your time, girl. I cannot wait to chat with you again. Cause we will have to do this again. Yes. So, so good. Have an incredible day. Thank you. Mama, thank you, thank you, thank you for spending a little piece of your crazy day with me. I am hopeful that what I shared with you today allows you to put the pieces of your incredible life puzzle back together where it belongs. If anything from these podcasts resonates with you and you find yourself shaking your head, heck yes, Mama, to what is being taught here, please hit that subscribe button and share this with other mamas who need to unravel in all the right ways. I created a place and a space for us to do just that. Go check out my free resource page with all kinds of goodies waiting to push you along in your success. Check it out at theunraveledmama.com forward slash resources with an S at the end. Here you will find tips, tricks, hacks, ideas, recipes, must-haves, and my favorites that have helped me crush my goals all along the way. Let's be action takers and move makers and take this to the next level so that you can find that sweet spot in your nutritional journey. See you next week, mama.